1: Welcome to episode one hundred and forty one of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host Brittany Brown. Hi Brittany Hello How are you? I'm not bad. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing good. It's it's getting really hot here, so it's it's just really annoying because especially having to, you know, stay inside or stay at home. Like there's not a lot to do and then except there's like the pool and then there's sitting next to the fan and then going on the treadmill is just annoying because it's just like a big sauna in there in the garage. So I just I don't like this heat. And then I can't be outside because I burn easily, so
1: it's a struggle. Yeah, I'm glad it's not that hot here yet.
2: I know, like, in the beginning of all of this, like, it was so cold outside. It was raining mostly. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, it's fine. But now just with, you know, with the weather coming back and it being warm, it's, <sighs> I don't like it. And then, but our dryer was finally fixed because we were dryerless for, like, a month so that's nice yeah that's better
1: than having to hang everything out
2: yeah that, that got annoying real quick but yeah I spent all day yesterday doing laundry and then today I don't know what I'm doing because I finished all the laundry so relaxing that sounds good
1: yeah what about you how's your week been you know it was a week got through it didn't really do anything i mean i did work and i did a jigsaw puzzle and that was about it that's good how was your puzzle it was really fucking hard i'm not going to lie like how many pieces was it it's it's 500 which isn't huge but there's a whole lot of blue like the entire background is blue and then it's, like, it's a tree with with circles with, like, mandala patterns in them. And it's really pretty, but, s- s- the, like, some of the patterns are used more than once, so you think you found one, but no, really, that's another circle on a different part of the tree. And, again, there's just, there's lots and lots of blue. Oh, God. But, let's see, I made it to... Season five of Melrose Place. What's going on in Melrose Place right now? Um. Let's see. They brought in some new characters who I don't particularly like. One of who is played by Lisa Rinna, and she's very annoying. And she's breaking up the like one of the only couples on the show I actually enjoy. So I don't like that. Oh God, I hate when that happens. I mean, to be fair, the dude in this couple, because this is, for people who have watched the show, this is um, Amanda, who is Heather Locklear's character, and right now her husband is Peter Burns, who is the same husband who at like, one point tried to kill her, but now they are they never mention that anymore, and they're uh, married and in love, but Lisa Rin is causing problems. Why did he try to kill her? I don't quite remember. <laughs> it's hard to keep the Sofavra storylines straight. It was all so long ago anyways. I mean, really, on the sh- it was like three seasons ago. So I've watched a lot of the shows since then. He was mad about something.
2: It seems very soap opera <laughs> to
1: be mad about something. Yeah, and so he, like, gave her an injection that gave her fake symptoms and he, because he's a surgeon, and said that she needed, like, an emergency appendectomy and was going to, like, kill her on the table. Oh, wow. that's That's dramatic. I think she had found out something shady he was doing like some illegal Mm. thing and was going to expose him but then it's like after they resolve that and he comes back the next season because he goes to jail for a little bit but when they come back it's just never brought up again like even when they're fighting jail
2: fixes everything even
1: when they're fighting it's not like something that she brings up to throw in his face hey remember that time when you tried to kill me
2: Oh my god, that's awful. Ugh. Well, I don't know, like that I don't know how you could forget that. Like I know it's
1: a soap opera, but like shit, man. You try to kill you. It's it's pretty great. I kind of love it. The show is not much for bringing up things that happened in the past. Like every once in a while, something will be brought up. It's very rare.
2: <laughs> how's your Fast and Furious watch? Um
1: we just recorded for Fast and Furious 6 yesterday. Oh, how's that? It was it was fine. That was we had a good time with that one cuz that's when they really that's like their first super spy fighting terrorist mission. And it had a Gook Evans Ooh. and he's pretty, so that helped. And next movie has Jason Statham, so I'm excited. Yay. How exciting.
2: You're finally getting a good plot line in these movies that you probably hate.
1: I mean they're not they're not good I don't like them very much. But I do enjoy super spies more than i enjoy street racing because this time in this last movie they are like the bad guys have a tank and there's a chase scene with a tank on a busy highway and that was i gotta admit pretty fucking cool a tank yeah yeah the bad guys steal a tank where do you find a tank they stole it from a military convoy Oh, yeah. Typical. I hate when that happens. Yeah, I know. Isn't that a pain when somebody steals your military convoy tank? It happens, like, too often.
2: Like, I think I need to hide it in, like, a better place or put it in a better, like, storage unit. I don't know.
1: I mean, these movies are fucking (laughs) dumb as shit, but... Anyway, yeah, if you want to listen to that, I talk about those on uh, a podcast called The Fan and the Furious, and we have... The first two episodes are out, and we do a movie, an episode. Yeah, I I definitely recommend
2: it. I recommend anything that Emily does, or everything Emily does, is pure gold, and you should listen. Especially this, because... I would have never put Emily and Fast and Furious together.
1: <laughs> okay, when you said this, I thought you meant our podcast, and I'm like, it's weird to plug our podcast on our podcast. I don't know if that's the most efficient way to do it.
2: Hey, guys, you should listen to Canto by Dispatch, because Emily Lynn is on it, and anything with Emily Lynn on it is good, even when
1: I get weird. Listen, please. <laughs> oh, and I was on, I'm going to find the episode number, because when it, when this goes up though it'll be like the second newest episode but i was on rogue one a star wars podcast for winners and that is one with a w and that is episode 211 and they're also on youtube now and you should check them out just look for rogue one pod
2: That's exciting. I hear they have like a producer now, too.
1: Yeah, he's um, Darth Pizza, who is putting their YouTube stuff together for them. And adding, adding, adding. That's really nice. Yeah, he's adding visual cues and stuff. It looks really good.
2: Oh, well, that's good. I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy that you were on. I mean, obviously, it was a good time because Johnny and Mike are two of the nicest people in this fandom in, in real life.
1: Yeah, it was. I think it was a real it's love cast, <laughs> and we had some good discussion. And I always, I always like happening. I always like talking to them. Okay, so I was gonna ask: Have you been to Chris Fresh's island on Animal Crossing yet?
2: No, I haven't. But I, I don't want to be too pushy about it, you know, because I I love Chris Fresh, and. I I, I I don't want him to feel like I'm using him.
1: For his special Australian fruit. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that the, the fruit thing,
2: like, is, like, I don't know if it's a myth or a legend or, like, real life. Like, I hear bananas exist, but I want, I want to see it for myself. Like, I want to be in Australia for, our, like... A little bit like just to see the differences like I hear they have really cool fish they have sharks I hear we don't have sharks all we have is fucking sea bass and common butterflies like they have like all these different kind of bugs and fish and things that just are really cool
1: and I want to be in Australia Yeah, but if you were over there, you'd probably want the things that you couldn't get, and you'd want to visit somebody's American Island. I mean, I don't only
2: really want to visit someone's American Island, like, just to get, like, the stuff, like, for the museum, because you have to donate, like, one of each of something to Blathers Museum, so that's also a thing, too, like, to get, like, the Nook achievements, like, for everything. I'm, I need, I'm that person when I play a game, like, I need to hit all of the, achievements like no matter what like the biggest thing for me right now is keeping like because your islands can be rated out of like five stars like minus five stars right now and I want to keep it at five stars so I have to stop myself from planting so many goddamn trees because apparently if I plant too many uh the people living here get lost and scared and I don't want that shit I want everyone to be happy here on Chili's <laughs>
1: okay so
2: I I saw that they released an episode of the geek dudes Uh, how was that
1: I mean it was mostly fine I mean mean, okay no no, that sounds bad it was a really good episode it was an enjoyable one because they were doing like a bonus one where they were uh, answering listener questions and that was fun but Chris Fresh, my fiancé, complained that I have not been sexting him, which, I mean, I haven't, so fine, but he has also not been sexting me, and so I don't understand why the onus is on me to initiate Chris Fresh.
2: I mean, is he on the bench again? Like, did he do something? Like, I don't know. But yeah, you, you.
0: That's
2: that's interesting because you don't have to send nudes, but
1: he was upset that you don't. I mean, he was he was complaining. He he wants me to, but uh, uh, well, he said sex. So that's not necessarily nudes, but I'm just saying, Chris Fresh, you have you have you know you have agency. You can k- kick something off. Why, why is it my responsibility to start that?
2: That's just ridiculous. These are
1: the kind of communication breakdowns that we're going to have to work on before we get married. Fresh.
2: Come on, fresh. Well, I, I hope other than
1: uh, that, that the episode went well. I I always enjoy listening to them, and I recommend that everybody listen to this. Listen to them. They're a very funny, geek-based podcast. They really are. And they're all
2: just wonderful dudes, too. Even Fresh, who
1: uh, is Chris Fresh. (laughs) Yes, yes, he is. That's the best way to describe him.
2: There's no one on this planet like Chris Fresh. Uh,
1: That might be a good thing. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I really like the one that we have, but two of them would be a lot. Imagine if you had like a twin, like two
2: two freshes out there. That'd be wild.
1: Crazy times. Anyway, should we talk about some Star Wars? I mean,
2: we might as well because we actually have some Star Wars to talk about this week.
1: Yeah, and it's not just, hey, we saw an episode of the Clone Wars. There's actual, like, developing news that has happened. It's, it's a lot. It, it makes me feel like we're back in the old days of news. Right? It's very cool. Yeah. I was, not, I was not expecting news. And some of this, a uh, little of it is actually from last week that we missed. But we'll get into that in a bit because there is Star Wars Cassian Andor series casting news. And I am really fucking excited because Genevieve O'Reilly, who played Mon Mothma, is coming back to play Madonna in the series. Yay. Shit, I'm excited, but I feel like I'm more excited for Emily for this. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying from the beginning this is what I this is what I wanted to happen. And I like f- you know, I had my fingers crossed that she'd at least make a guest appearance, but the fact that they've announced this makes me believe that she's going to have like an ongoing role in it. That's
2: exciting!
1: Oh, I'm so excited! I love her, and um, the other casting news out of this—this uh, this is on a Hollywood Reporter article. They're the ones who broke it, and I was very excited when uh, Hosberger from Blues Harvest sent this to a DM chat I'm mean, in, and then I immediately freaked out. But um, the other actress is Denise Go, who I was looking through her IMDb, and she's worked quite a bit, but I don't recognize her from anything. And apparently last week they announced, and I completely missed, that Stellan Skarsgård of Thor and other kick-ass things and being an awesome actor is going to be in it. And Kyle Solar, who I also was looking at and don't really know. That's exciting.
2: This show is most likely going to live on because I feel like I heard a lot of rumors that this wasn't happening but they got a fucking cast
1: yeah it sounds like it sounds like it's really going forward I mean as much as anything could go forward right now yeah I love it
2: but huh, we'll see I'm just, I'm happy for our, our, our lovely friend Catherine. She must be over the moon about all of this Cassian news.
1: Yeah, Catherine is the number one person who wants this show to happen, probably even more than Diego Luna wants this show to happen.
2: man I I hope that the next celebration we have he's there so she can meet him yeah I would pay to see that oh my god that would be amazing
1: (laughs) so uh, according to this article which I don't think we knew before um, this series is set five years before the main events in Rogue One five years so
2: i just think of w- where solo is in all of this like do you think that do you think that this is gonna be all connected and all these characters are just gonna end up seeing each other and meeting each other
1: i mean they're gonna do something annoying at some point
2: i uh, just what would be the most annoying thing
1: seeing han solo Oh, my God.
2: That would that would be weird. I mean, what's Alden doing right now? Like, is he... I don't know what kind of work he's
1: doing now since Solo. I don't know. I don't particularly like him and have not tracked his career. But you can't have him involved in any way with the Rebellion. And I would be annoyed even just to see him because, I don't know, like. I sort of just have annexed Solo off as its own thing, and Harrison is still Han, and so having him be in this series that is just five years before, like, I get it, like, I understand that it's the same with the Solo movie, but I can accept it as its own little thing. But I want to be able to view this series like leading straight up into Rogue One, which leads straight up into A New Hope, which means you can't have young Han on the show ever. What about Maul? (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I mean, they put him in literally everything else.
2: I mean, I just, I feel like Maul is just being put into like everything now so we might as well just put him in uh this cassian show
1: he can be the big bad guy yeah and then ahsoka can show up too oh my
2: god i i know someone who would love that
1: is it a raj (laughs) yes (laughs)
2: I love Arag, and I I love his love for Ahsoka
1: Tano. But I don't know. I don't know. Again, like I'm just I'm glad that we're getting positive announcements on this show instead of just more rumors that it's not going to happen.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm glad any news is good news for this. So. <sighs> we'll see I don't know I think this is this has potential to be a really good show like I almost think that the Obi-Wan series has a potential to like be almost worse because of like how how high the expectations are for it
1: I just I think people are are sort of I hear a lot of like because you always see these polls of like oh which of these k- shows are you most excited about and and Cassian is down on that list but all of those shows are just based on like character so really people are just voting for their favorite character but I think this show has the most potential to be like an interesting plot and to bring in some new stuff into Star Wars.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm in like the same boat as you where, cause I saw one of those polls, like you said that, you know, you want something new or you want like a new character. And like, I agree. Cause it's like, I feel like that's what I'm most excited for because like when the Mandalorian first came out, like, Oh my God, the hype on that was incredible, you know, because we got these new characters, we got, you know, these new settings and stuff in Star Wars we've never gotten before. So I feel like I'd want that versus, you know, something I already know, because I feel like my expectations on what I already know are going to be, like, way higher.
1: Yeah, and so it's, just, it's just such a strange thing to try to, like, compare the, the hype to, like, Cassian and Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan has been part of Star Wars forever, and Cassian was a character in one movie, and so, of course, when people are just thinking about the characters, they're most excited again. People, I mean, other than Catherine Nane, like, people gravitate towards Obi-Wan, but I don't know. I just, I'm much more interested in the potential story here, which is a lot of of politics in the, you know, the early days of the Rebellion, and, you know, maybe you, you pull in some stuff that we got in Rogue One, like the the different the different sex the rebellion like that you have people like mon mothma who have one goal but then you also have the people like saul guerrera and sort of how those splits happen and everything and all the politics there that's much more interesting to me than potentially like obi-wan goes on a mission
2: (laughs) Episode 1, Obi-Wan goes on a mission. Episode 2, Obi-Wan continues that mission. <laughs> no, but I I agree. And one thing I loved about Rogue One was that like the rebellion like it, it didn't get a good light mostly. Like it was kind of dark and you know they made some very questionable decisions, you know, like killing Jyn Erso's dad and everything. So, I would love to see a darker side to the rebellion. Cause I know that it's there. I just would love to see it like not.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, positive. it's still going to be on a show on Disney plus. So it's not going to be, you know, super hardcore or anything, but we did get glimpses of that in rogue one. You know, I mean, we have, we we meet Cassian when he straight up kills that dude. And you know, you have Cassian's whole thing there of like the reason he's so gung ho on this mission with Jin is because he feels like he's done so many terrible things in the name of achieving their goal that he he wants to, you know, he wants some sort of salvation. And I like the idea of, of seeing some of that shit happen. Yeah. I don't
2: know. This show has a lot of potential. I just hope to actually see it one day.
1: Yes. Hopefully, hopefully next year we'll actually be talking about the show Ah, that's airing.
2: Oh man. A year seems like so like far away from now. Oh yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> it's just sort of like how do you even plan for anything right now?
2: I know. Like I see people being like, Where's my next vacation gonna be? And I'm like What? Like I'm I'm just thinking about like when am I gonna go back to work or like where am I gonna work or shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Just little things in life.
1: <laughs> like I'm like am I am I ever going to be able to like go see my parents again?
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh does my boyfriend still exist? Will I be able to see
1: him again? <laughs> um in other we actually <clears throat> sorry, almost all the not almost. Oh yeah, almost all the news we have this week is Star Wars live-action TV show related. Because the other thing is, and not not surprising, but it's good to know, which is Variety had an article out saying that Mandalorian season three is already in the works, and apparently, Jon Favreau has been writing the new season for a while, and the art department and stuff started working on concepts a couple of weeks ago. Wow, that's exciting. I mean, it's
2: predictable, but any news is good news, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I like I like going into season two knowing that there's a season three.
2: Yeah, and it shows that they're, you know, confident about the series, too, which is really good, and... God, I I'm, I'm skimming this article and like I forgot for a second that Ahsoka's going to be in it. And then just reading that that's just that's just like so interesting that they're going to do that cameo. Mm. Like I still can't get over that of how interesting that's
1: going to be. Man, fingers crossed it's a cameo. <sighs> We'll see, but I don't know.
2: Like I, I wonder what season three is going to be up to. Like I hope Baby Yoda is okay. I hope he's alive.
1: They can't. First they're off, they're never going to kill Baby Yoda. I don't know. They're not. I they're, mean, they're like, not killing Baby Yoda on a uh, Disney show. I mean,
2: they've done a lot of st- Disney has done a lot of things, but they've
1: never done anything like that. They're not killing a baby, yeah. and they're not killing. <sighs> one of the most popular things to ever come out of star wars and absolutely the most popular thing to come out of star wars in the disney era and also like even if dis like it wasn't possible like you would just you you wouldn't kill baby yoda you might like if baby yoda were less popular you might be like hey and then baby yoda found his people and then the mandalorian goes off on another mission but they're not getting rid of baby yoda anytime soon yeah
2: What if if we just saw, like, a a shit ton of Yodas? Like, that would be mind-blowing. Just Yodas everywhere.
1: I don't know how I feel about that. I can't decide whether I like that or not. (laughs) Whatever happened to Yaddle? Disappeared into these sands of time. Maybe Yaddle has something to do with all of this. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of the show is just going to be about Yaddle. That's what all season three is. <laughs> it's going to be the Mandalorian and Yaddle. And they're just going to be bickering the whole time. And they're keeping the design for Yaddle exactly the same. So it's going to like look like there's a cartoon drawing just standing next to the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, man.
2: So I, I don't remember... Like I, I surprisingly, I haven't watched *The Phantom Menace* in a while. Like, did they CGI only Yoda and not
1: Yaddle? I mean, I, why you? Ex- when do you think the last time I watched *Phantom Menace* is? You know, I don't know. That's why I ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how long? Okay, how long ago did *Phantom Menace* come out? Nineteen. I think it was ninety-nine. Okay, so it has been, it came out 21 years ago, so it's probably been 20 years since I saw The Phantom Menace. Wow.
2: You haven't seen it since then?
1: I mean, I I would have seen it, like, when it came out on home release. I mean, that's certainly the last time I would have seen it all the way through. I might have seen, like, bits and pieces on, like, hanging out with friends or something at some point. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. And, like, you you,
2: you obviously, you remember, like, the whole movie, right? Like, I'm just interested of like, you watching it and being like, oh, like, this happened. I don't remember this. I
1: mean, like, I, just I, always- I remember what the movie was
2: about. I just would be so interested if, like, your perspective on The Phantom Menace could, like, change, like, once you watch it for, like, the first time
1: in, like, 15, 10 years. 20 years. But, I I don't, I mean, I don't think it would be favorable. I guess, but still. I mean,
2: it'd be like watching an episode of, like, Melrose Place or something.
1: But I, Melrose Place, I like. You like Star Wars, too,
2: mo- mostly, God, I hope. I like
1: Star Wars, but I don't, I don't like The Phantom Menace.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm really interested in, like, you watching the prequels because it's something that you haven't done in, like, a long time.
1: <sighs> I'm not going to promise to watch them for the show, but I will think about it
2: says a lot i mean emily you have a bunch of free time
1: but there's also like so much other things i could be watching yeah but you know it's, it's two hours
2: and ten minutes of your time that you're never going to get back so
1: might as well get on <laughs> might as well start I mean, it that sounds like an argument <laughs> for not watching it yeah i
2: guess but i mean like name something that you do for like two hours in a day that you're like wow like i want to change this up well but i don't know if the way to change that up
1: is by watching a movie
2: that i don't like i mean it's a movie you don't like but who knows like maybe you'll find like an aspect of it that you like like maybe like i have, I have hope I have hope that you won't hate it as much when you watch it next. But here's
1: the thing is, I'm, I'm fine with not... I don't feel the need to like everything that Star Wars does.
2: Oh, yeah. I know that. Like, I'm but... at
1: peace with not liking the prequels. And if anything, that seems like a dangerous prophecy. That seems like a way to make me, once again, not at peace with liking the prequels. With not liking the prequels. I mean...
2: I mean, you gotta you gotta be confident about your answers for everything, so you might as well watch it. <laughs> okay, here's the
1: thing, though, is if I watch it and we talk about it on the podcast and I fucking hate mm-hmm. it, then that's going to be what the podcast is me talking about. And I don't know how fun that is for people to listen to. Eh, who cares what they think? I mean... <laughs> it's all about you. <laughs> I mean, I know that we do this podcast mostly because we just like talking with each other, but I think at some point, you know, we like to actually have a product that people... Don't hate listening to.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm here and people listen. You know, like, (laughs) do you think that people really care about me watching Deadwood or me watching A Dolphin Tale with Harry Connick Jr.? Fuck no. I mean, like, people come here to (laughs) hear what you think about shit. I don't think that's true. (laughs) I think
1: it's like 65% (laughs) true. I don't know, like, we just have so many friends who like the prequels, and you like the prequels, and so I don't, I don't know, I'll think about it. I don't know, And like, it's the thing, I like the prequels, but
2: I, I think it's, I think it's so funny that you hate them, or not hate them, but just, like, you think, like, so differently about them, like, that's what I love is, you know, when two people can talk about, you know, things that they disagree on, but, like, happily disagree, you know, like, yeah, your opinions of the Clone Wars, and, no, you know, like, my opinions of, like, uh, Resistance, or other shows but i'm also weird with things i don't like because if i say i don't like it then i'm
1: like i'm sorry i don't like it yeah i don't, I'm I, don't sorry. <laughs> I don't feel that compulsion at all but i don't i, I rewatched two and three maybe like five years ago ugh. I'm not, I'm not, ugh. oh i was gonna say i have to buy them and then i realized that disney plus exists so i don't that's that makes it much easier <laughs> Yay. Even more <laughs> of a reason to start it up. We'll see. I might attempt it. That's great.
2: Look what we've done. I mean, mostly. What we've accomplished. I mean, mostly
1: just because this is probably all the Star Wars news we're going to get for a while. So.
2: Yeah. I I think that Zoom has a great responsibility for all of the accomplishments that we're making
1: right now. I don't I don't know. We'll see. I have thing about it. And we'll see if anybody else wants me to and like wants to hear what I have to say about it if I do it. Yeah. <sighs> well I-, I think we have more news. We do. We have more news. This is crazy. So Variety broke that there is another live action series in the works that we didn't know about before. This is said to be, according to them, a quote-unquote female-centric live-action series. This is being written and showrun by Leslie Headland, who is a co-creator and showrunner of Netflix's show Russian Doll, which I watched the first couple episodes of and really liked and then just never bothered to go back to because that's what I do with most shows on Netflix. Um, and... One thing I found particularly interesting and this is, according to Variety, sources say it will be a female centric series that takes place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline and then other projects. Hmm. Yeah, and hopefully that means like a way different part, a place in time and not just like five years earlier than something else.
2: Just, can we we get out of these, like, two eras that we're always in? Like, the events before Revenge of the Sith or after Return of the Jedi? Like, I just, I I want something new. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We know quite a bit about these 40-odd years. And when you have a huge space opera with lots of history that you've already like worked at and you have a you know a lot of mythology there maybe 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 take some some time and and go somewhere else yeah god even
2: like like before like attack of the clones would be like a little better but also it's like i want to get out of these movies you know i want to get like into areas that we've actually never been in before you know like rumors of that old republic series or whatever that we might get like i don't know like that's that's something new at least but yeah just give
1: give me anything that's set in a different time period right now like as excited as i am for the cassian show and as much as i love the mandalorian i want i want something that isn't like fitting in a jigsaw puzzle into this thing that we already see a lot of the picture of like i don't i don't need every single piece of everything in these 40 years filled in give me something new (laughs) give me something where they can't do like an entire episode that's just based around hey you've been to this planet before like that's that's what i really want remember this planet remember this cantina do you remember these creatures on this planet? Yeah, maybe maybe you shouldn't base a whole hour of television show around that. Uh, Dave Filoni, um, Dave Filoni, the uh, Dave.
2: We'll, we'll get we'll we'll get to Dave soon. I, I have some I have some opinions about Dave, but I I think what's interesting about this too is the how it's female centric like i i I think that's exciting i think that we're going in the right direction of you know actually having a show where there's not only like one or two girls and the other one being like a character that we only see like one episode like i i think that's great and i i think that you know we get more characters and more like different points of views like that that's fantastic, and I, I'm i interested about this, but at the same time, I'm like, God, is it even going to happen? Because it's just, they say this all the time, oh, this person's going to do a Star Wars show, or this person's going to do a Star Wars show. Like, isn't Taika Waititi doing a Star Wars show? Like, we haven't heard anything about it since, or? Uh, d-
1: d- d- Taika to- was rumored to be doing one point and said, hey, that's a rumor, but I'd like to do something. Oh, yeah. D- we'll see, I guess. I mean, I think if they don't give Taika a movie or a series, they're insane. But. I know, he's such a good director.
2: Like, that last episode of The Mandalorian that he directed was so fucking good.
1: He's great. I love everything that he's done. He is the fucking best. And, yeah, yeah but I'm I'm excited here to have a female um, writing and and running the show. Um, hopefully, female-centric doesn't just mean you have one lady in it, which is, like, something that they tend to do. Like, I think we were... <laughs> we were made some promises before that have not come to pass. I hope it's not a, a Rogue One situation where they think having Jin is all the female representation they need. <laughs> oh... Yeah, hopefully.
2: I don't know. When I think of female centric, I think of like, so like, like Birds of Prey, where it's you know like a bunch of like women like coming together and like kicking ass. So I mean, hopefully, like
1: we get something like that. That would be that would be awesome. I would I would really really like that. But I mean, yeah. for now, for now, we'll we'll see what's happening. Yeah, we'll see. So
2: we also have news that a Doctor
1: Afra audio
2: drama has been announced.
1: Yeah, and so it sounds like this is similar to the one they did last year with Dooku, where it's like a it's written as an audio drama. And is a fully produced, like multi people in the cast, sound effects, all that shit. And then me, you know, maybe later later they really they release it as a script book, which I think they did with the with the Dooku one. But it's being written by Sarah Kuhn and it's apparently an adaptation, but also an expansion of the Afro introduction storyline in the vader comic Hmm. I, I i'll be honest with you i the only thing i really know about this character is that king tom really really likes her
2: yeah i was just gonna say that like king tom's gonna be very happy about this like i don't really know much about afra uh, other than what i read about her in that very first like vader comic but I don't know. I know that she has a pretty big fan base, and I know that um, this is going to be very popular with all the Doctor Afro fans and a lot of Star Wars fans too. So, I don't know. Seems exciting for them. I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll probably, I'll probably listen to it. I didn't. Sweet. I didn't. I didn't love that Juku one, but. Maybe maybe this one will be good. And I'd like to, you know, I'd like to learn some more about these characters, but I don't I don't read the Marvel Star Wars comics, so this will be the way for me to do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's like an audio drama, so it's like Merrow's Place
1: but Star Wars. I'm not sure if you don't know what an audio drama is or you don't know what Melrose Place is. <laughs> I know I just wanted
2: to put Melrose Place in somewhere just just <laughs> think about like Melrose Place in Star Wars or like a like a Star Wars like a uh, soap opera I, would watch, like, I that would, would watch the hell out of that maybe this is what that's gonna be maybe it's gonna be like, like you know Dr. Aphra's boyfriend has a poisoner and he goes to jail for a bit and he comes back out and she's like ah you're, we're cool we're getting married <laughs> We're getting married. (laughs) I don't know. So, Emily.
1: Yes. Did you watch The Clone Wars? I did watch The Clone Wars. What'd you think? It was good. I mean, yeah. I thought maybe one too many big villain speeches from Maul. I could have done with one less of those. But overall... Overall, I liked it. That's good. Um, I thought the... I thought the lightsaber battle between Maul and Ahsoka is really cool, especially when they were out on the beams. But it is hindered by the fact that you know neither of them are actually in any peril in this since we know i mean we don't know ahsoka's ultimate fate but we know she doesn't die here and we know that maul doesn't die here and we know exactly when and how maul dies so that makes it a little less exciting but i thought it was really well done and it's cool knowing that that was all like they had you know ray park and i don't i don't know the name of the stun woman but they did the motion capture on that and so it looks great
2: let me look her up but yeah I, I also thought that was like so interesting too like I was really paying attention to the choreography of the fight and it was really good like I understand like it's probably expensive as hell um to do that but uh, it was really good all right so who is the stunt woman who motion captured Ahsoka Tano I remember seeing her name in the credits but let's see god i i would love because it's like you know i'm looking up like hey who is this actress and it gives me this like article and just it's going on and and just give me the i want the answer (laughs) just give me the fucking answer okay lauren mary kim okay
1: but i mean it's it's a pretty badass fight
2: yeah it was really good the the episode as a whole was really exciting and I feel like part of that was because you know you're I was trying to piece together like everything what was going on in the um episodic films like during this time like I was wondering okay like where are we in Revenge of the Sith right now like where how close is Order 66 because I feel like Maul just kept going on and on about it and I have a lot of thought about like why all of a sudden like maul has become this you know villain with these like great speeches and everything like honestly like yeah like that was really cool like seeing maul do that but like why wasn't he doing that before like what i like i don't have any problems with this episode but this episode existing makes me have a lot of problems with the past episodes that it just seems like we went from like like the first level of like a building to like the very top, and I just—it just feels like all so disconnected that you know all of a sudden we're getting these fantastic speeches from Maul and seeing his fear about everything, like you know or him begging Ahsoka to kill him. Like it just—it's just too good because I don't know. Like it just—it—it
1: it doesn't seem right. It, it to us to a certain degree, I w- I would say yeah, it doesn't seem quite. Justified to me to have this sudden like pathos for this character who I mean I mean like even people who think like Maul's really cool and all that shit like I can't imagine like having any sort of I mean personally like any sort of care for this character at all so that inner like his like like I don't I don't care what his goals are or anything so it doesn't really like none of that part of it works for me. Like, like that, oh, he feels the, you know, this big sense of betrayal and everything. I just, I'm like, okay. But I do like how much of what he was saying to Ahsoka was the truth. Like, about Anakin and everything. Yeah.
2: I really like that, too. And her disbelief of all that, too, was just like, just so heartbreaking and seeing all the things of him telling her and her being like no that's not true you're lying like it just like him being right was just like so painful to see you know him knowing about you know order 66 and knowing that you know all these events are about to happen the anakin thing like i i wish that that was mentioned like a little earlier or I just, I hate when all of a sudden a show just gets really good. Like, I just would love to see, like, natural progression. And that's something that I'm disappointed, really, in Davin is that, yeah, we're getting these amazing episodes of the Clone Wars. And yeah, I shouldn't be complaining, but fuck you. I'm going to complain and say that we should have gotten, like, a normal amount of progression like through these last couple of episodes or last couple seasons like to this because i feel like like last season of clone wars and this are like completely different levels and it doesn't match up and it's just annoying that we're getting this good of content and that we weren't getting
1: these last couple episodes so would have you liked these episodes to have been worse
2: Well, no, I just think that I would have liked some sort of like progression, like with like Maul and because, you know, I don't know, like maybe I just need to like go back and watch, but these are just like so good that I'm like, wait a second, like these last couple episodes, the Clone Wars weren't like, I just, I feel like that all of the energy is like focused on these episodes. And it's like, what about the other episodes? You know, like why? (laughs) Like why even bother uh, to do them? Yeah. Or like, why, why? was not i don't know and and maybe it sounds dumb but i just it makes me wish that we would have gotten like some sort of like foreshadowing that you know like this would happen like with like siege mandalore or something but unfortunately this is one of those shows where you know they started it and they didn't know how they were gonna end it so they're just doing it like piece by piece by piece like kind of what they did with like the whole star wars trilogy but
1: i mean i think i think the sort of the arc nature of Clone Wars has always sort of worked against it in to a certain degree. And that, yes, you get to explore lots of different things and, and lots of different characters, but it also gives you a really choppy overview of your whole story.
2: Yeah. And like, Maul mentioning Anakin for the first time, I'm like, where did this come from? But, like, yeah. I would have you know or just like you know maul wanting like finding out who ahsoka is and being like oh join me like you met
1: her like five minutes ago like yeah because and it's not like that because he's not just been like a normal villain he's been a villain like absolutely obsessed with kenobi Mm -hmm. and so to suddenly be talking about skywalker and shit is a little bit silly
2: It is. And, you know, what's also silly is, like, the response to these episodes and them being, like, Dave should do movies. Dave should do live action. It's, like, this proves that he shouldn't this fucking proves because it just it's it doesn't all like add up together and it's like god bless dave like he's good at what he does like with animation and i think that he should just stay there because i mean like with movies and everything like he doesn't know how to connect things without having to you know connect like the whole star wars universe like he's not i I don't know if i should say that he's not a good storyteller because he is you know like ahsoka like her story arc and everything but there's there's something that he just doesn't have and I just don't think that that would be good in the movies so I hate when I see comments on videos being like oh Dave could rescue Star Wars or why isn't why didn't Dave
1: do the last Star Wars trilogy and just you'd really want that yeah I think I don't know like I think he's fine in his own little corner of the Star Wars universe
2: yeah, and I mean, Dave, stay in animation. Like you're, you're really good at that. And I mean, like we saw some of his directing and writing in The Mandalorian, and I, I know that when we get that docu documentary series, like, we're gonna see a, a lot of because they have like the director's roundtable, and of course, he's gonna be in there. Like he, he's just, he's just a George. I feel like, like,
1: I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be rude. <sighs> I think a lot of people, and I'm not talking about people who just like like Dave, but I think the sort of the people who are always, and it's a lot of times, you know, oh, it, it's it's framed as Dave could, could fix all the things that Disney ruined, all that shit. I think it's that these people see Filoni as like the fanboy who made it. And so it's like by championing him they're they think they're championing him themselves. That Dave is like, you know, Dave is making their Star Wars. And so that's what they that's what they want, whether, you know, he actually knows how to do that job or not. It's it's like when they yeah. announced that he should be like the next person running Lucasfilm, and like that's he that's not what he d- does. That's not how it works. It's not what it's not what his job is like that's it's very like, it's one thing to say hey maybe have him direct a couple episodes of this TV show this live action TV show after animation That's very different than hey go go run a billion dollar company. But I don't know. I There's a couple other things I liked in this episode and I want to talk about them before I talk about things I didn't like. Well, one thing I really did like is the conversation between Ahsoka and Obi Wan. When when he tells her about Duku and seem like we really see his worry about Anakin, but he, he like can't tell it to Ahsoka, and I thought that was nicely done.
2: Yeah, I. I really loved that. And I just loved being able to see Obi-Wan's worry for Anakin and seeing how the war really has affected Obi-Wan. Like, seeing how, you know, he was talking to Ahsoka and, you know, seeing how, like, he literally couldn't do anything for the Siege of Mandalore. Like, he just had to sit by and watch because, of course, he was just going to Utapau with... um Revious which I don't know I'm a sucker for those kind of like connections like oh this is happening in the movie like it just it's so exciting (laughs) for me and I'm I'm so fucking weak with that you know especially like thinking of oh god is order 66 gonna happen literally like the whole episode I'm like it's gonna happen now it's gonna happen now and I feel like that's why I enjoyed the episode so much It was because this really terrible thing was about to happen and I wanted to see how it would happen in animation but I really like that. I love Obi-Wan.
1: I will say, during the, the fight scenes, and not, not the lights are battle, but the actual, like, the stuff going on on Mandalore, I had a really hard time tracking it. Like, figuring out, oh, yeah. like, what was going on. Because when, I mean, you have all of the Mandalorians in armor, and all of the clone troopers in armor... And that gives everything the sameness quality to it. When, especially when like you layer over like the darkness and the explosions of a battle scene where I like at no point during that fight, did I have any idea who was winning or anything until it was over.
2: Yeah. And Maul's like a fucking cricket, too. Like he jumps like back and forth and he hides and. It just, it just is so confusing sometimes because he just runs away, and you're like, wait, what, what's what's going on? Like, you know, when they first see each other in the beginning of the episode, then he disappears, and they're just like, okay, we're going to move on with our stuff. And all of a sudden, he's in the throne room, and then, like, he has Jesse with him, and he's just like, okay, yeah, I already got what I needed from you. Go back. Like, it just that was weird. And I feel like that's going to be something that you're going to talk about that you didn't like.
1: I mean, I didn't like, I just sort of like blew past that. Cause I'm like, well, here's a clone that I don't care about. Although every time there's just a clone named Jesse makes me laugh.
2: I just, uh, I feel like too, that there were like a lot of connections like to the force awakens and the rise of Skywalker or not rise of Skywalker, the last Jedi. like, when when Maul has his hand out and is like, "Join me, Ray. I'm in mean, Ahsoka. Join me." And then like when he's getting all the the information out of Jesse, I'm just like, "Man, I've seen this shit before." <laughs> you know?
1: Oh, stuff you've seen before in in Star Wars. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. What? But bye so,
2: what were some other things that you liked about this episode? Um
1: trying to think i think i covered most of it um i don't know i kind of i kind of liked that we're already like we feel like we're like this episode is actually moving along like i felt like oh this is the second one in this last four episodes we're gonna get like a big hunk of filler right here and it didn't like it's definitely not that since we even have, you know, Maul getting captured and shit. Um, I don't know, like when they show Maul's little conclave of bad guys on the holograms and you see like Dryden Voss and shit, I, as much as I don't like, hey, look at all this shit that you've, it's somebody, you know, on Star Wars, I kind of wish we could have actually seen a little bit more of that. Because if you're going to put it in, at least just like fucking do something with it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was cool seeing Dread and Voss like for a second. Because I know that Dave loves to do that where he likes to like mention characters that we've seen in Star Wars before or like kind of just copy and paste them in. Like, because I mean, it was obvious that it was Dredd and Voss, and I knew that he wasn't going to say anything. Just like, you know, in Rebels, when Mendo was mentioned, how, like, I knew that he probably wasn't going to be in it because it's all, you know, about mentioning characters that we know or being able to see them. It's not about, like, we're not going to, like, actually, like, they're not going to get, like, the actor to come in and do, like, five minutes of dialogue. Like, that's just not happening.
1: Well, no, but you just have somebody, like, I mean, they've recast plenty of people when they were doing Clone Wars voices. Just fucking do that don't do it at all. I just, I don't know. The whole here's a name you remember thing. It makes me tired.
2: <laughs> here's a person you remember from a movie. And then here's the events foreshadowing what's happening in a movie right now. No, I don't know. But I don't know. Like, I, overall, this, uh, this was a pretty fucking good episode. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. I wish that we didn't go from crappy episodes to like this like I, I feel like we should have got the kind of same energy or same feel from the last couple episodes of the Clone Wars that we have now so and I'm surprised that Maul got captured like that was a shock to me like I didn't think that this episode would end with Maul being in the custody of the 501st And I know that Order 66 is going to happen soon. So I'm very interested to see what the hell is going to happen to Maul, how he's going to escape. But also, like, I hate that we already know that Maul is going to escape.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, that's the problem with relying on him as your villain. When, I mean, however, like, stupid I think it was to bring him back in the first place. To bring him back and then finally, like, have his end, and another series, but then to bring him back again, so it's like there's no like it, it cuts your stakes, because we like when we see Malik, like, we know he has to escape again, and that's less interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Maul's interesting with him being, like, this crime lord now and everything. And especially after, like, the events of Solo. Like, I feel like we know so much about Maul. But at the same time, like, we don't. Like, we don't know what happens, like, kind of before Rebels and after the Clone Wars ends. But I don't know. Like, that's, like, the thing that, like, Dave's doing is that he's trying to get us, like, reeled in being like need to know more about mall like let's find out more about mall i really
1: don't need to know more about (laughs) mall i don't Uh, i don't need to have the entire like calendar of every character we ever see i don't need every single thing this person ever did to be filled in on screen what about jesse the clone who the fuck cares about jesse the clone (laughs)
2: i i don't even remember jesse the clone like i i remember watching like the sneak peek that youtube does on the star wars page and everyone being like what's gonna happen to jesse oh god jesse and i'm just like who the fuck is jesse like i'm a terrible clone wars fan but
1: i only uh... i only remember jesse because his name is jesse and like not like you know Fives, or Ripcord, or whatever the fuck the other nicknames are. Okay,
2: there's Fives, there's Rex, um, there's Cody, and Cody's only Cody, because he was Cody in Revenge of the Sith. And then there's Lee, I think? There's there's
1: a lot of names. There's 99. Yeah, what I've said is, most of them aren't names. And then you have, like, th- and then you have Jesse... And I just I I like I kind of just want to know why Jesse is Jesse when everyone else is like they're like tough guy descriptive things or you know things off of their their like serial number or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but it's it's
2: interesting too because like they said that like Maul like got Jesse because Jesse's like older than a lot of the clones, and that I just I, maybe I need to go back and in like Star Wars or Clone Wars history and figure out more about
1: jesse the clone like maybe maybe jesse's other like clone mates are like chad and brian (laughs) Uh,
2: well his name is ct5597 um he is a private he was born in 32 bby and he served on the battle of umbara and he participated in the hunt for General Grievous. And I feel like a lot of them did, because Grievous also is like a cricket. And, like, you see him for a second, and all of a sudden, like, he's hiding, like, making a bunch of noise in your room. And you're like, where the fuck is this cricket? I want to go to bed, but there's a fucking cricket in here. Like, that's Grievous. A coughing cricket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just... All these bad guys are crickets in the Star Wars. But all right, so do you want to move on to other, other uh, entertaining? Yeah, you watched. You watched events. more. You watched more Deadwood.
1: I did. So you watched. I did. You watched episode two, Deep Water. Yes. What do you think?
2: It was good, um Seth was very angry this episode, like I feel like he was like calm, cool, and collected the last episode, but he was just like so mad, like even just like being in owl's presence like just pissed him the hell off, yeah, and it was
1: so weird to see yeah uh Bullock Bullock has a bit of a temper, uh, especially when it comes to to Al swearingen, and that's something that will be. Throughout the series, that sort of um contentiousness will—well, it's sort of you know—it's always at different levels depending on what else is happening at the camp. But yeah, he—he he does not like Swearingen. Yeah.
2: But I don't know. I'm really, I'm really interested in Al. Like, I know that he's terrible, but like. I I just want to know, like, what terrible shit he does next.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's quite a lot of terrible shit for him left to do.
2: Oh, my God. And I totally thought that he was going to go in there and uh to the where the little girl was sleeping or and she was like, in a, it seemed like she was like in a coma or something. And he just like pinches her and she wakes up and it's like. Oh my god! Like that's so fucking scary. And then Jane just freaks the fuck out. Like I have never seen someone freak the fuck out that much like on a show before. Like holy shit. Well,
1: yeah, because because I mean Jane thinks that he's gonna like molest her or something, and that's why she has that you know sure line there is "do it to me if you have to," is because she thinks that he's he's coming in there to to like either hurt her or rape her or both. And I know because she has that. You know, she has that. When when Doc Cochran comes back, she has that. You know, like angry and also like mostly angry at herself for how she melted down. And you know, like the whole people. You know, did it to me younger than than she was by far, and it's really it tells you a lot about about Jane's character in that little five minutes.
2: That that's interesting because like i was only thinking of like of like oh god he's gonna kill her not that so like that adds to it yeah like, that's- yeah that's
1: that's just i mean i mean not was never on al's mind at all but is immediately what jane thought and that's yeah awful. yeah but i mean al that was the kind of guy who will order somebody to murder a child but <laughs> doesn't it's not it's not a child molester or or a rapist, yeah. Just you know, be but will you know again? <laughs> tell somebody to murder a kid.
2: Exactly, and okay, so it it's revealed that like the people that like murdered the family, like they all have like a relationship with Al or something. And then there's this this one this one fellow like he, Al's having a conversation with this dude. All this other dude, you hear him, like, moaning and shit in the background because he's he's having a little fun with uh, some of Al's friends.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of Al's friends.
2: And he comes out, like, naked. Like, very naked. And, like, I didn't know that HBO showed penis.
1: Oh, yeah. Lots of it.
2: Like, I... Because, I mean, like, yeah, I do. Because I watch Euphoria and you see a bunch. But, like, I I saw, like, maybe because I've been, like, quarantine for, like, two months now. But, like,
1: that was a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Not just any penis. <laughs> because it's Nick Offerman playing that character. Like, I,
2: I like, he was, like, holding it yeah and like it was it was just a lot it's
1: and it just yeah. it, it's confronting
2: it felt like it lasted forever because it's just, like that's that scene, like honestly, like when I think of this episode, I just think of Nick Offerman holding his dick like that's just that's this episode
1: for me, I mean, fair enough, really, the show actually has quite a bit. Of naked dudes. There's more penis? Not like, not like a ton. Okay. But they don't shy away from it.
2: I'm just not used to seeing penis. I just guess, like, I just, I was just so surprised. Like, yeah, you see boobs every episode. Like, God, uh, The Outsider, you saw boobs, like, every episode. But, like, ugh. Wow. But yeah, I didn't know that it was Nick Offerman until you told me. I just, I texted you and I'm like, there's a penis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's one of my favorite little factoids because I mean, this was before like Parks and Rec and everything. So it's really, I mean, it's a fairly small part, you know, he's, he's in and out of the show pretty quick because Nick Offerman, you know wasn't like a known actor or anything back then so yeah
2: but okay so I feel like there's like a bunch of different like plots right now like there's like you know Seth and Al and I know that's gonna be bigger and then there's all this shit with Brom Garrett. And I don't know, like there's just something about Brom Garrett. Like he doesn't really seem like the sharpest tool in the shed.
1: He's not particularly smart. I mean, he already, you know, fell for this scheme of Al's. And now it's, he's beginning to s- suspect that this was a scheme from Al. But being the, you know, he's the rich guy from the city, you know, he's not used to dealing with people like Al and he's used to being able to get what he wants cuz he's really rich and has a powerful father who has connections with the Pinkertons and so uh he doesn't quite know what he's getting into. He thinks he can sort of bluster his way to getting what he wants and that might not be the case here.
2: Yeah, it's just he seems like so like painfully dumb and then he's like talking to his wife like in and- talk it just you would think like a normal conversation with like a husband and wife be like hey here's what's going on with work but he just like talks like down to her and it's like it, it that's what it seemed like but
1: yeah I, I don't know yeah. partially that would be the time period yeah and and partially it is is that brom garrett's just sort of an asshole
2: but I, I don't know. I, I think that she has some tricks up her sleeve. I don't know. I think she's a smart lady. Like, I, I think that there's, there's... I mean, obviously, like, there's something in there. Because she's just like, oh, yeah, you talked to him. And, oh, yeah, you said that he was a nice guy. Like, she fucking knows everything. Like, he's talking to her, really like, oh, do you remember when I told you this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. Like, she fucking knows everything. Like, don't play dumb with her. Yeah,
1: like, she... She definitely knows before he did that he got swindled. Yeah, I think everyone did. Yeah, because not everybody else is a fucking idiot.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm really interested about her and seeing how far she goes, but I'm worried about her um, her problems with uh, with
1: drugs. Yeah, yeah. That'll that'll be a plot point. I mean, that's that's going to be her story. For a couple of episodes now, so you'll get yeah. you'll get a lot more of that.
2: Yeah, so I just I just hope that she recovers or that she, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just want her to be okay because I like her. And um, what else do I like? Um, well, now you have me like really interested in Trixie and Al. So like, I I guess see, I think you said like that episode three, like the ball kind of starts like rolling with them. So. I don't know.
1: I just... I'm I'm keeping my eye on them, too. Yeah, the ball on them really starts rolling when we get, um... the other saloon that's going to open. Hmm. The battle of the saloons. Um... Yeah, I
2: did not know that Seth had, like, such, like, a temper. Like, that's, like... It's very interesting to me. And, um but you see a little bit of wild bill in here too because he's the
1: one that kills nick offerman in his penis so <laughs> yeah because al gets because because the character who who died last week who led, like led them to the the slaughter of the family was killed by bill and that is nick offerman's character's brother So Al convinces Nick Offerman to try to kill Wild Bill. And that doesn't go well because Wild Bill was, like, the best gunman in the West.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's interesting how, like, one by one by one, like, all those guys go that, like, killed that family. But, like, Al was, like, fucking pissed that, like, not only they came back, but, like, that that little girl was like still alive too and thinking that you know all that she can do and all that she could say but I don't know like I feel like Al is like a little like too worried about it like especially like knowing that like the little girl like I mean, obviously like she's not going to recognize like the people that did it
1: because like they're all dead now but well yeah I mean his his worry was I mean even the suggestion that it wasn't you know that it, that it was white guys who did this would mm. be able to get lead got back to him. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, there was you know there was two options there, which is the girl dies or hey maybe we'll just kill all these dudes.
2: And mean killing all the dudes like definitely like seemed like the
1: easiest thing for al to do and he did it anyway so yeah although he would have i mean he would have preferred that you know he saw it as an opportunity to also maybe take out wild bill because he is convinced that you know wild bill is like working against him even though i don't think bill really knows that he exists i don't think bill would care
2: anyways but al is really good at killing people it's pretty brutal.
1: You just like slit in the throat.
2: Oh God, I, I just I have to like close my eyes like whenever. Just it's like oh God, I feel like I, I feel like like especially when Al's, like left alone in a room with like with someone. I'm like he's dead. Like I don't give a shit. He's dead. Like I I I know it's gonna happen. But I don't know. I really like this episode. I'm interested in more. Um. I'm excited that I'm getting to know these characters. I think my favorite... I don't know if I have a favorite still, but I just... I'm really curious about Al. And I feel like every time he's on screen, like, I have to either, like, rewind it a little bit, like, just to make sure that, okay, wait, what did he say? Or, like, what's going on? Like, I feel like I'm paying more attention to, like, all the Al scenes. What did you
1: think of the scene? Because I'm curious, because I've seen it so many times that I have, like, different views of these characters, but the scene where al orders dan to go kill the child um i mean i just
2: felt for dan in that like dan was just like that's a fucking child you want <laughs> me to kill the child
1: it's weird that you can feel like that you feel bad for him when he agrees to do it. Right. Like the fact that yeah. he's so torn by it, you feel bad for him, even though he has agreed. He's got to do <laughs> he it. He's agreed to go <laughs> kill this little kid. I don't know. Like definitely.
2: Cause it's like, it's one thing to like have to kill a child, but like Al telling you to kill a child, like knowing that God, I don't want to kill this child. But if I don't, I'm dead. Yeah. So you feel bad, but then it's like he has to go do it, and you're just like, "Oh fuck!" And he's just like, he looks like he's like crying as he's about to do it. Yeah,
1: just... he is, and that's why I mean, that's why he's so really ends up being so grateful that that Doc actually stands up to him. And I love Doc Cochran in this scene. Yeah, when I mean, he knows how easily Dan could kill him, but he's he's not. He can't. Whatever corruption you know, the Doctor might. Look away from and turn a blind eye to this. Is one thing he can't,
2: yeah. So, at the end of the episode, um, Jane takes him and then she takes him with, um, Cochrane,
1: right? So, what happens? So, she and, um, Charlie Utter, who is the other guy who works with Bill, have, oh. like, have the kid out in the wagon, and that's when they're, well, that's when they're singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. And Dan and the doc tell Al that they ran off with the kid. When really that, I mean, that's obviously, like, what they arranged. Mm-hmm. And at that point, since everybody's dead, like, it's become too much of a hassle for al to worry about like it's not worth killing the kid now
2: yeah more problems will arise later that have to do more with the child that survived that brutal killing of her family
1: but maybe we'll see but so you're still you're still interested in the show that's good yeah, I
2: mean, I'm definitely gonna watch like next week's episode. Like, I I like how it's like you know like one a week for me because I don't want to like binge at all. Like, I want to give myself time to like think about everything that's going on. Like, I want to treat this like a normal
1: viewing. Yeah, I'm 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 interested. There's some because I know what's coming up, so I'm sort of. I mean, there's a couple things in episode three. Uh, that sort of is going to start in a, a change, of course, for the show. So, I'm interested to see how you take these developments.
2: Well, I'm glad that next week we'll have some juicy material to talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's some There's some big moves. And maybe we'll also have new Star Wars news, too. I hope so. I hope this trend continues. I suspect oh, it God. won't.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not too confident about Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, maybe that next episode of the Clone Wars will be good too, but you never know. But I think um, we're getting... Okay, so what I heard is that we're getting an episode on May 1st, and then the finale is on May the 4th. Because May the 4th be with you. So, we're getting, like, two episodes kind of next week. Oh, okay. I don't know. Let me look it up real quick. Like, just... Because I thought I heard Corey talk about that. Because I saw, like, Rusty commented and said, Wait, there's another episode this week or next week. But here, let me check right now. Let me check on the Clone Wars okay episodes do, do,
0: do, 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 do.
2: yes so um episode 11 shattered will be on May 1st and then victory and death will be on May 4th and all of these are produced by or I think yeah they're directed by Dave
1: okay and then May 4th we're also getting the behind the Mandalorian right Mm-hmm. okay cool
2: a lot of Star Wars next week
1: yay um Brittany, where can people find you on the internet
2: you can find me on instagram as britney the ginger what about you
1: i'm on twitter and instagram at eflind the show is on twitter and instagram at cantabitepod you can send us email or voice messages at cantabitepod at gmail.com and I think that wraps us up for the week. But we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Uh, Canto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, because this is it. Fuck all the rest. Be a Canto Bitch. Brittany, the change and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto bitch number one. All my girls at PS All my girls at beach. Efland Kanto break. And I just can't quit How do you become a bitch like me? Podcast, you gotta download CBD Send emails, just listen and chill Give them some names to fuck, Mary kill Ask them a question or send a top three Mine is Lindo, Brittany, and me
2: well, my girls
0: Good, but my girls are better Check out some folks They want a bang and a refresher Massage Ventress and Kylo Ren Yo will have Tarkin And of course Mendo Send a shout to the Porgs Into Rustin Brown And Emily's dad straight putting it down Every week my girls be getting it done I should know I've been down since day one